Hi, and welcome back to Attack of Final Fantasy, the podcast where IP tried to complete every single Final Fantasy game using Attack only. And this is the month of Final Fantasy VII. Here we are then. We have arrived at the very end of Crisis Core. Um, as I've said before, really, really love playing this. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame it's over already, really. Can't wait till December when I can replay it again. I really hope you enjoy this one. Um, at Select Attack is my Twitter and my Linktree stuff is all in the bottom thing. Uh, and I will see you tomorrow for Last Order. Me and the wife, we did um, audio commentary for Last Order. So you can watch along or just hear us ramble about it. Alright, cool. Bye. So I reload and luckily I only have to find two of the materials. Okay, I've recollected the two materials and I'm going to save at a save point near where I'm putting these materials in. Oh, fight. And then I'm going to see how the fight goes again. I'm in red health, but luckily Tombri's come to save me. Nope, dead again. Okay, I'm going to try it one more time and then if I don't succeed, I'm going to have to go level up. Ugh. Okay, I did it. Um, I got really lucky and I got the Angeal DM... I was going to say DMV. Um, DMW. And that does a bunch of damage because it's just basically a load of hits at one time and he died. Which is lovely. Okay, there's a bright white light coming from where this uh, door opened and Zach is like I'm sure Genesis is waiting down there are you ready for the final showdown so I don't know whether to go back and figure out what this stone slab business was about or just crack on um, I think I'll probably crack on if I can't defeat Genesis, I'll come back and I will do the stone slab business and hopefully gain some levels. But yeah, let's try this final boss then. So, Zack walks into the light. I don't really know what he means by this, but apparently the planet has become his guardian. Yeah, I have no idea. No idea. Then we head into battle with a ginormous Genesis. I don't know why he's a big um, robot now, but he is. And I can't attack for some reason. Oh, here we go. It's because his sword, he was too far away from me. So I've got to attack his sword. And I got 516 health left, but I think I've just killed him. I think so. Screen's gone white. Oh, yeah, there's a cutscene. Genesis doesn't have his wing anymore and he seems back to completely normal but he still wants to fight us oh thank god for that I'm fully healed again but I'm in the yellow which isn't fun this early into the fight and now I'm in the red I did it Phew. Genesis jumps back into what looks like the live stream and there's a statue here holding something that starts glowing and he walks towards it. I think Genesis hallucinated that goddess woman 
um, because he's just fallen backwards on the floor and the statue behind him breaks. And Jill picks Genesis up and carries him out. It seems that Zack's collecting dead bodies and just sort of arranging them like some sort of weird serial killer. Um, the Doctor, Director and Jill Lazard <laughs> says that they got attacked by Shimra, but they got help by from uh, this um, this monster, which is the same one that was in the church earlier on that protected Zack and Aerith from that machine. Then the Doctor Director, Angel Lazard, dies. And as you heard, Zank thanks him. All of the Angel copies are being taken into the live stream. I do too, Aerith. So Aerith has been writing letters to Zank for four years and she sent the final 89th letter to him. And did Zach not give her his email address? Like, we've been getting emails the whole entire game. <laughs> so, Zach picks up Cloud, leaving Genesis behind, and grabs a bus sword and makes his way back to Aerith. There's another cutscene where a helicopter lands, and it's a Shimra copter. It's not a Lego copter, though, it's just a normal looking helicopter. And there are two people on board, and they are like, Apparently this guy's going to become our brother, and I don't know who these people are, but they pick up Genesis and carry him away in the helicopter. There's another cutscene where a page from Loveless flutters onto the chair that Cloud was sat on, and then the live stream writes a new part to it. Uh, yeah, apparently that's a lost chapter or something. And another cutscene where another helicopter is landing, and Cisne is walking out to get on board, and Sung is like, Cisne, they're, they're mobilising, you've got to find Zack and save him before they get to him. And she's like, um, yeah, of course, I haven't even told my real name. And I've not seen her in any Final Fantasy VII stuff since this, so I'm wondering if her head gets lobbed off by this helicopter blade now. Another cutscene where Cloud and Zack are on the back of a yellow truck, and Cloud's still unconscious, but Zack persists in talking to him there's another cutscene where the Turks are in a helicopter looking for Zack and Cloud but they can't find him anywhere and it looks like they've just been abandoned on the side of the road Zack props Cloud against the rock on the ground and he sort of like grabs Cloud's head and shakes it aggressively and then walks off and Cloud lifts his head up and reaches out for him and now there's a Shimra soldier aiming a gun Oh, there's a lot of Shimmer soldiers. Shimmer soldiers, Sean Connery. Zack removes his Buster Sword. And I'm getting ready to press X. Embrace your dreams. And whatever happens, protect your honor. As soldier! There are a bunch of um, Shimmer soldiers in the background that look like. I don't know, sprites from Doom or something. They're like, um, do you know in sports games where you can um, see the crowd? They look just like that. Like old sports games, not new sports games. Anyway, Zach's trying his hardest, bless him, to, to beat him, but I'm in red health now. The DMW K 
keeps playing memories and they keep sort of um getting burnt up like old film does uh zach's on one health now so i'm guessing that this is him losing his memories and dying there's only one more person in my dmw and that's Aerith. and in the top corner is struggling to reel properly and i'm fighting three troops now still on one health in a cutscene, Zach gets shot down and the DMW starts up and he's forgetting Aerith now. In the next cutscene, Aerith, I think, realises that Zach's dying and Cloud comes crawling out from behind the rocks to see Zach. Zach calls Cloud his living legacy and gives him a buster sword. So Cloud begins dragging the Buster Sword back to Midgar. And my wife's doing an impression of Cloud dragging the Buster Sword back to Midgar. <laughs> and um, yeah, that is the end of Crisis Core. After the credits, it's the first scene of Final Fantasy VII where Aerith is at that broken pipe that's leaking Mako. And that was it. That was the end. I did it. Attack only. Really easy. I was worried about the leveling system, but it was fine. It all worked out perfectly for me. Now we're going to hear a couple of submissions that I got to try and explain the story a little bit better than I did through this whole podcast. Um, I hope you enjoy those. One is Frost, uh, who does Super Switch Club, which is a little little club that I'm part of. You'll hear more about that in a minute. And the other one is Chris Laverne, who is a freelance writer. Uh, he also does other things like video editing. Real nice guy, had a chat with him. Really, really lovely person. Um, so yeah, their recaps are coming up now. I will drop both their Twitter follows in the uh, show notes below. So if you did want to go give them a follow, I'm sure they would appreciate it. Um, yeah, and like I said, I'll see you tomorrow, guys. Love you. Bye. This is Frost from the Super Switch Club a podcast where we play old games that are available on the Nintendo Switch online virtual library, uh, looking at games from the NES through the 16-bit era and soon the 64-bit era. This season, we're going to be going through Echo the Dolphin, which should be horrible. So tune in if you really like to hear suffering. So Pete asked me for a recap of the Crisis Core story as I remember it. Now, it's been a little bit of time since I played through Crisis Core. I think I have a decent understanding of what went on, so let's get to it. So the number one thing I remember from Crisis Core, other than dumb apples, uh, is that it opens with an awesome cinematic where Genesis, Sephiroth, and Angeal are fighting on the Junon cannon, uh, which involves Sephiroth just like slicing the cannon in half and uh, this huge battle. And it turns out it was all in a... Uh, X-Men like uh, holographic simulator thing. Um, so that's cool. Uh, it doesn't really have anything to do with the story other than you sort of learn that uh, a little bit of the dynamic between the three. After that, the actual order of events gets a little bit hazy. I know the main character is Zack, Zack Fair. Uh, and I believe you are soldier second class looking to be promoted to soldier first class. And so the first thing I believe you actually do is you go on a mission to Wutai uh, for, you know, because we're still in the Shinra-Wutai War at the time. And 
you go with Angeal to Wutai. You end up fighting some big uh, sort of, uh, I don't know how to describe them, but these sort of large creature type things uh, or uh, I don't know how to, they're almost like giant samurai. I'm trying to remember if they were creatures or whatnot. Uh, but you end up fighting those uh, and then you end up leaving Wutai and you go back and then weird stuff starts to happen. Uh, I think Genesis disappears maybe at this point. Uh, and so because Genesis has disappeared, I know Angeal's worried about Genesis and Sephiroth is kind of doing his own thing. He doesn't really care. And even this, so one thing I do want to mention is that even in this sort of world where there's these three soldiers first class, right? There's Sephiroth, Genesis, and Angeal. It's always known that like Sephiroth is the, he's the big one. He's the best one of them all, right? And, and Genesis and Angeal are sort of secondary. But at some point, um, Genesis goes missing, and then we start hearing things about how you know different things are going on, and you're trying to you're training with Angeal, so Angeal's sort of your mentor. I believe there's some sort of attack on the Shinra building by Genesis clones or something. You find out like Genesis is creating clones of himself, uh, monster clones or something like that. There's like monsters with Genesis's face on them. Uh, and so you have to defend the Shinra building from an attack. And then you end up, I believe this is where you end up falling into Aerith's church after this. And so you sort of get the, you know, Zack was the first one to fall into Aerith's church. And this, so this is where we meet Aerith and Zack and Aerith establish a relationship and he wants to go on a date with her. And then he kind of goes back to the Shinra building. And I believe it's at around this time that he's promoted to soldier first class. Um, and then he has to do a bunch of other missions. I believe he's trying to track down Hollander, uh, who is a scientist who is working to help uh, Genesis with something to do to do with you know the, the weird Genesisness. Uh, Project S versus Project G versus whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, different soldier projects. Um, and you know I'm rambling at this point because the story is. Uh, not as clear as I thought it was going to be in my head when I first sat down to do this. And I believe also um, Angeal goes AWOL at some point, right? So Angeal's missing. Genesis is just is missing. Uh, and so the Shinra think that Angeal is, might be a traitor. They're not sure. Then there's something going on in Angeal's hometown, which I think is Benora. So you go to Benora and then you find out that Angeal's mom is dead. Uh, and a bunch of weird stuff has gone on. And so they think Angeal killed his mom and uh, they're, you know, so you have to go back and man, this is tough. So now your job is to track down Angeal, I think. And at some point you end up finding out that Angeal's body is d degrading and it's going to turn into some sort of monster. Um, and you eventually fight him in some sort of town. Uh, where is it? Or it's like an abandoned mine town, something like that. Um, I think you fight, you fight Genesis first and then an Angeal monster shows up. And so you have to kill the Angeal monster. And that's where you end up getting his sword. I think, is this where you get Angeal's sword? Right, so Angeal was the original owner of the Buster Sword, and after you d defeat Angeal's monster form or whatever, uh, you get uh, you get the sword. At some point around here, you're like on vacation, and then you have to fight monsters on a beach with an umbrella. 
which was a little weird. Um, that was neat. What else? I know there was like a scene where you're in Junon and Hollander is uh, broken out of prison by Genesis or Genesis clones. And so he gets away. And so now you have to go after Genesis. And I think this is where it leads you to Nibelheim. I think so you and Sephiroth, and this is the sort of the Nibelheim flashback that's, you know, you talk about in Final Fantasy seven, where you actually go to Nibelheim with Cloud, Zack and Sephiroth meet Tifa and a whole bunch of stuff goes down in the reactor. Um, you do end up fighting Sephiroth in this and Genesis, I believe. Um, and then eventually the actual events of Final Fantasy VII happen where, or from the flashback happen where Sephiroth is thrown into the live stream and disappears after he burns down uh, the entire town. I believe after the fight, you and Cloud are mortally wounded or, most, or almost mortally wounded because you don't die. Uh, and this is where Hojo grabs you and Cloud and sticks you in tanks in the basement of the Shinra Manor. Uh, and what happens here is there's a time skip. Five years goes by at this time. Uh, you don't know that right now, but um, you know that some time has passed. And you this is your you escape from the Shinra Manor and you start trying to make your way back towards I think you're just making your back towards Midgar with Cloud. Cloud's sort of a zombie, you know, uh, He's in basically like some sort of coma almost while you're dragging him around. It's like a weekend at Bernie's situation, uh, moving him around. And eventually you meet up with, I think you run into Hollander again. And they end up getting, they're trying to get cells from Cloud, I think, because he has Sephiroth cells. And then they do. And then you, tra you, you end up tracking down. It turns out Genesis isn't dead. We thought Genesis died in the reactor in Nibelheim, but it turns out he didn't. And so you end up going down back to Benora, I believe, and you go, I think it's in Benora, but you end up going down into like some cave or something. And there's a subterranean area um, where you end up fighting Genesis and then you fight the avatar of, of the goddess or whatever form and you defeat Genesis. And that's the end of the, of the proper game at that point. Uh, after that, there's sort of the ending scenes, which involve... Uh, first off, you and the Angeal clone and the Genesis. There's a nice scene where like they they get everyone back together. Um, Cloud with his Sephiroth cells. Angeal's clone is there, and Genesis's body is there. Uh, and they all uh, get Zach gives all of them an apple, uh, so they can all sit in Benora and have an apple together, which I thought was weird. Um, and then after that, you get, uh, you meet, I think it's Lazard is actually got turned into one of the Angeal clones. So it was actually the monster that looks like Angeal there is actually Lazard and he has letters from Aerith on him. And so Zach opens up the letter and it turns out it's been, you know, four or five years. Or is it four years? Maybe it's four years. So four years goes by. And it's like, oh, it's been four years since I've heard from you. This is my 89th letter. I thought that was a really nice, that's one of my favorite parts of this game is listening to Aerith read that final letter to Zack. And so Zack's like, oh, wait, no, 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 no. I got to go back to my girl. And so him and Cloud get in a, a truck or a bike or something, and they start heading towards Midgar. Uh, meanwhile, the army is searching for them to hunt them down. And there's a nice thing here where the Turks are actually not, you know, they're trying to find them first because they know the army's going to put down Zack. Um, but the Turks kind of, because Cisne is one of Zach's friends, they're trying to like find him first so they can bring him in, you know, warm instead of bringing him in cold. Uh, and eventually you get to the final scene of the entire game 
the, the final cutscene where you have to fight the Shinra army as you're losing, as you're dying, the the DVM or whatever it's called is 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 washing away. You're losing your your faculties, and eventually, um, Zach dies. Uh, a little bit of time goes by. Cloud manages to finally wake up, and he kind of crawls over to where Zach is. I assume at this point that it had to be Cloud had to take out like the last couple of Shinra troops. Um, who were standing over Zack, or who killed Zack, unless the Shinra troops just were going to leave Zack's body there. I don't know. That doesn't really make sense. Um, and this is where Zack gives Cloud the Buster Sword and says, you're my living legacy. You know, follow your dreams, embrace your dreams, whatever it is. Uh, and then we get the awesome uh, pop song at the end. Why? Uh, we get a high five in the sky or something, uh, and the game ends. So that is how I remember... Uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy 7. So, <laughs> I hope that was all right, dude. <laughs> so, what do I think Crisis Core is actually about, story-wise? Mainly, I think it is a story in two parts. You have a Zack story on one side, and you have Cloud story on the other side. Um, basically, it starts with Angeal showing, explaining, and teaching Zack what a hero is. And that whole first part of the story is Zack's story. Um, Zack's hero's journey, so to speak, um, for all of this. He has to overcome all of his problems. Um, he has to figure out that the heroes he worshipped for so long aren't really heroes to begin with. And a little bit later, when you get to Nibelheim, that story shifts a little bit and goes over to Cloud, and Cloud gets more into the focus of the entire story. And this is where the story basically ends, is when the student becomes a master, basically. So, at the very start, you have Angeal teaching Zack, and at the very end, you have Zack not just teaching, but literally handing over his own legacy, his dreams and hopes, over to Cloud, and telling him that, well, live for the both of us, literally. So, I think that's the, the, the double-sided story, so to speak. Zack's story on the one hand, and everything that is connected with that, his hopes, his dreams. And then Cloud's story and the slow transition over from Crisis Core to the original Final Fantasy VII, and obviously the remake and everything that is entailed with that. So, that's it. That's the story. According to me, at least. Yes, jolly good. Excellent. Good show.